0: Hi there and welcome to the Labour List Podcast. I'm Mark Ferguson and we are here in the sunshine, only two weeks until Election Day. It coming here at the end of Labour's NHS week, but it hasn't just been the National Health Service that the Labour Party's been forced to talk about this week. We've also been talking about the SNP and the IFS and many of the TLAs, that's three-letter acronyms for those of you at home. We've also been hearing about Ed Miliband's curious newfound internet popularity. We'll be talking Ed Millie fandom and Ed Millie fans and much, much more. So, Connor, are you a, an Ed Millie fan? Um, I'm probably not an a Millie
1: fan to the extent um, to which the teenage girls that we found on the internet are.
0: Do you usually. Photoshop? Flowers onto the head of Ed Miliband, or
1: I an mean, occasional Ed Miliband Photoshop. Do you make I vines
0: it... of Ed Miliband? Um, I mean, I keep I've, on asking me.
1: I, I have made vines of Ed Miliband. The photoshops stay safely on my laptop rather than me putting them on the internet. We don't want to know <laughs> about your
0: secret Ed Miliband photoshops, Scotty.
1: I think actually the uh, Millie fandom stuff was quite interesting because there was clearly two parts to it. On on one hand. Uh, there was this stuff about his personality and the way that he has been attacked and misrepresented by the media. And um, the people who were a part of this um, fandom were clearly quite interested in that. Um, And there was a lot of crossover with other fandoms, Doctor Who, Sherlock, Harry Potter, that kind of stuff.
0: People who are not naturally thought of as being the traditional leading man type, you might say. Well, yeah,
1: so, you know, you're slightly geeky characters, possibly a bit socially awkward, and I think one of the reasons that they are attached to Ed Miliband in the way that they are is because they see these characters and if they were real, they would be represented by our, our national media in a similar way. But I think there is also another part of it which actually was about policy. Um, and if you look at their tweets and stuff like that, there is a lot of people saying and, you know, they're maybe 15, 16 or whatever, but they are saying vote Labour, and on a lot of issues, they are actually... They are talking about issues such as votes at 16, such as education, tuition fees, EMA. These things are actually coming up, and so there is more to the Millie fandom than simply Ed Miliband photoshops and vines.
0: Maya, uh, Millie fandom or silly fandom?
2: No, I think think it's a... good thing and I think as Conor's saying that it shows that these young people are obviously really interested in politics and willing to say something that a lot of the national media and political commentators aren't, that perhaps the way that Ed Miliband is being attacked is a bit unfair and that maybe he um, has an appeal that others haven't seen or um, voiced at least. Um, but I think as well, uh, in, our, in our weekly survey, we did one of our rolling questions that we ask um, every four weeks is how people think Miliband is faring as party leader. And this is the first time that the amount of people saying very good is more than just saying good. And those two responses together amount to about 80 or 90% of people. So there is this re- really, there's a, quite a uh, ground support support from, at least from, from readers, and I think uh, that reflects yeah.
0: These there are some there are some people outside with us and they're clearly and they're high fiving now they're cheering Ed Miliband. This is a completely organic display of Millie fans. I mean, we should probably stop recording and edit this out, but I'm enjoying this. This is staying in. You get You're getting a peek behind the, the camera. They're hugging. They're hugging. It's a spontaneous display of pure Ed Miliband love. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness. Labour readers have in the past been quite sceptical about Ed Miliband. There have been times when the number of people who said Ed Miliband was doing a poor or very poor job exceeded the number of people who thought that Ed Miliband was doing a good job. And now, I think 47%, nearly half of Labourist readers think that Ed Miliband is doing a very good job. Pretty much all of the remainder think he's doing a good or at worst OK job. It's been a huge turnaround in his fortunes, especially amongst Labour people. Is that right, Connor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They, over the past six months or so, and it's not just amongst Labour supporters, it is among uh, the population as a whole. All the polling is showing that his personal ratings are on the rise. People think he is more fit to be a leader, more fit to be a PM, and just generally more likely he was six months ago. Um, and obviously this is happening at a very, very good time for the Labour Party.
0: And it's not all good polling news, because Labour aren't... Labour aren't troubling the sort of polling levels you would need to win a majority, are they, Maya?
2: No, um, and I think, oh, in yeah. that sense, it's very much the picture that we've seen for quite some time now, in that um, the polls between the Tories and, and Labour are more or less level-pegging. Um, and for Labour, it's really Scotland, unfortunately, to mention that one. It is going to be uh, do, do some real damage, and within, within Scotland, there is no signs of things improving for the party. I mean, there's still two weeks to go, so there might be some shift, but it really doesn't show any signs of moving in the way that we would hope that it
0: would. This move towards the SNP in Scotland has led to the Tories talking about pretty much nothing but the SNP over the past week, isn't there, right, Iconor?
1: Yeah, it's clearly their, their backup um, option for their pretty much their entire campaign. And, um, I think they had planned on running an entirely anti-Ed Miliband campaign and the polling has meant that they have basically had to shelve that and so they've come up with a new bogeyman so it's which like,
0: oh crap, people like Ed Miliband, quick!
1: I think actually it's um, important to note um, but maybe not give too much stress on it, but uh, actually a lot of Uh, Labour canvassers and campaigners in Scotland are saying that they think that while things are definitely very, very bad, the reception that they get on the doorsteps is not as bad as the way it is being reflected in the polls. Mm. Um, A lot of our belief about how bad things are going in Scotland is down to the Lord Ashcroft um, constituency polling. Constituency polling is a very new thing in this country, and we don't know how... How good it is yet, and this this this, this election will obviously big be, be a big test of that.
2: Um, yeah, I think, I think that's true, and I think um, on the Tories' line, you know, calling Nicola Sturgeon the dangerous woman in the country, well, it's a
0: rite of passage for <laughs> <some> British politicians, <laughs> well, isn't well, yeah, it? I will not sleep until I've been referred to as the most dangerous <laughs> blogger in the country. No, <laughs>
2: um, I think maybe that might have some cut through with people, but I think ultimately it's very bad politics, and it's. You know the Tories telling people in Scotland that who they vote for is not going to be seen as legitimate in their, in their eyes is just, just not helpful at all and I think that could um, be detrimental for Labour but ultimately it is people the people of Scotland who are going to vote how they want and the Tories saying that it just comes across as totally arrogant I think.
0: It's pretty shoddy behaviour as well for a party, unless well, lest we forget the Conservative and Unionist party. <laughs> I mean, there are very clearly two parties in this election who are willing to put the union at risk for political gain. Uh, one of them is nationalist, and the other one is theoretically unionist. It's a, it's a strange old election. But what Labour really has been wanting us to talk about this week is the National Health Service. Do you feel like Labour's NHS week has cut through? I mean, it is the biggest issue for voters. Maya, has it been a big issue? Is it a bit being a big I week? Mean, it is. Or is it or is it just a bit background noise?
2: Um, uh, it is a big issue. It undeniably is a big issue, but I'm not sure that it has had the cut to be the baby they would like it to. I think Labour whole okay on this anyway, so it's they're, they're not gonna be doing themselves any harm. But in terms of making a massive impact, I'm not
1: there was, there was some... Sorry to talk about polling every time that I... Uh, obsessive. Um, but there was some polling again this week that asked people, what do you think is the topics that will uh, determine the way that you vote? And the NHS came top by a really long way, and it has been doing for a really long time. And when they say... And who do you think is best on these subjects? Labour always comes up on the NHS. Obviously, the NHS was always going to be the bedrock of Labour's campaign. And when you look at polling like that, you have to say, well, considering how how tight it is, yeah, you you have to run the campaign in that way.
0: And and it it perhaps is indicative as well of the disconnect between the campaign as represented in the national media, which wants to talk about... I was very taken by this when I went to see Ed Miliband speaking Lincoln last week. Um, a launch largely with young people in the audience and all the questions were about policy and then the journalists asked their questions at the end and every single question was a near verbatim identical how would you work with the SNP would you work with the SNP question and there is that disconnect I think between what the, the media's reporting of the campaign and the way the campaign works that's not to say that this SNP stuff isn't potentially damaging for Labour If it were me, I'd probably be wanting to throw one of Lyndon Crosby's dead cats onto the table. You find something that people just... Changes the conversation for 48 hours. I don't think the NHS is that. But if Labour's aim is to win the NHS issue, then this week will have done no harm.
1: Well, I think in terms of the need for a dead cat, until the polls show any shift at all that the stories, um, Labour, SNP, chaos line is putting through, then um, that might be another reaction. It might be a rebuttal to a story that isn't actually putting
0: through. I agree, and
2: I, I think that, that this issue about the disconnect between what the press is saying and what people are saying is really, really true, because in the past two weeks, I've spoken to so many of my friends about this election and about how they're going to vote, and, you know, people that aren't party political as such, and one of the issues that does come up time and again alongside the economy is the NHS, and there are so many people with, with horror stories about what is going on in the NHS, you know, people who work in the healthcare, healthcare profession, like doctors and nurses that have heard awful stories, but also people who tried to get seen a- in A&E department and just can't On
1: On the point between the interaction between voters and the media, um, that I had a really interesting thing this week, it was on um, Hugo Rifkin's got a new Radio 4 show, and um, called Campaign Sidebar uh, which is very interesting Um, and there was a bit on that about something called the filter bubble Uh, and it's basically we see the internet now as being a place where we can access all different kinds of information from different backgrounds but actually most people access the news
0: through their social media channels and high high (laughs) self-reinforcing labor supporters
1: (laughs) well yeah but uh, so if if on if on facebook you like labor list or something then the algorithms will be set up to show you more news stories from left-wing or labor supporting blogs and websites and so what happens is that you end up with an echo chamber basically reinforcing your own views so actually the way that the media represents different things might not have the cut through that you think it would because people who don't always buy into it just aren't seeing it Well
0: on that note I think it's time to wrap up this week's podcast thank you very much Connor, thank you very much Maya thank you very much for listening I'm off to go and listen to what I've been doing for most of the last 48 hours which is watching Ed Miliband's face on a loop With a backdrop of Careless Whisper. It's actually one of the most searchable things on Google this week. (laughs) What an election! What a time to be alive! Thanks very much, everyone, for listening.
2: And goodbye.